Okay. Here, welcome to episode <laughs> 15, which is the weird in between Christmas and New Year episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> where we're here to distract you with stories about haunted exactly. houses, etc. Exactly. Um, etc. Yes. Amy, how was your Christmas? Oh, it was good. It went by so fast. I know. As always. Always back at work already. Oh. But, yeah, it was good. How was yours? It was good. Same, I think. Just more COVID weirdness. Yeah, it's never ending. (laughs) No, I would like for it to be done. I like how we were all like, oh, we're going to have a normal Christmas. And then Omicron was like, the fuck you are. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, no. Never mind. Affecting everyone. Yeah. So dumb. So, so dumb. Sad. Sad. Um, Well, I guess we can just like get into it. Yeah. Get into it. Yeah. And then we can <laughs> chat about other things after. Okay. Um, okay. I'm t- let me look at my notes. Did I go? Yes, I went first last time. So it's your turn. I'm up to bat. Up okay. to bat. <laughs> All right. So, yes. You kind of already said this, that we're talking about haunted houses, basically. Hell yeah. But... <laughs> I'm expanding it a little bit to another kind of like haunted it. place episode I like it. because I have a few stories from people that are close to me mm-hmm. that I really want to tell eventually, but I just haven't gotten them to write them down. Oh, yeah. And these stories like need to be told in vivid detail. <laughs> so oh my God, yes. I need to wait on those. Okay. And instead, I'm going to tell a story of my own that's pretty Mm -hmm. quick and then maybe go on a little bit of a tangent. Yes, (laughs) I love it. I love an Amy tangent. Here we go. Okay, so I was reminded of this story of mine at Christmas dinner of all times. (laughs) And this took place in my bedroom of my parents' house, which I believe to be haunted. And... Um, We talked about that in our first episode. So if you want to hear more about that, you can go back in time and hear that. You can revisit episode one. Exactly. Let's circle back. Circle back on that. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, this happened during the time that I was living at home between college and figuring out what I was doing next. Mm -hmm. And my parents had gone out of town. So it was just me and our family dog, Bo, who were Whoa. hanging out at home for a few days. And it was summertime. And I remember that Bo and I had just gone swimming and we were coming back in to like change, clean up my room, whatever. And as he tends to do, Bo was right by my side, which I love about him. He's mm-hmm. just a little companion. <laughs> but after a while of him just hanging out normally, he started barking at the ceiling. And then the barking turned to growling. And then the growling became just like looking around the room. His eyes were like darting around the ceiling and around the room. And he was just generally acting so weird. Oh, God. (laughs) I was trying to rationalize that behavior and searching around like maybe it was a bug maybe there's even just a spot up on the ceiling yeah but unless he was fixated on like a dust mite (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. invisible to the naked eye (laughs) there was nothing there yeah and so the only thing that I could possibly think of was that it was the ceiling fan that I had Mm -hmm. going at like a pretty high speed But I turned it off, and even after waiting for it to come to a complete stop, he -hmm. was still acting weird and, like, barking Mm -hmm. periodically, growling, just looking around. (laughs) And eventually, I was getting really freaked out, of course. Well, right. I took a step toward the door, and when I did that, he, like, immediately ran out of the room. But he was like backing up. 
It was as if Whoa. he didn't want to turn around um, and have his back to whatever he might have been seeing. So, Wait, so he was backing up like he was afraid of something in the room. He didn't want to mm-hmm. turn his back on? Okay, okay. Exactly. So, yeah, he backed up. But then once he got out, he ran down the stairs, but waited at the bottom and was looking up at me. And this might sound crazy to anyone who has never loved a dog, (laughs) but (laughs) I feel like I have a very deep connection with him, my Mm -hmm. little baby. And also he's just an expressive dog anyway. Mm -hmm. But just looking at him, it was like he was definitely saying like there's something weird in that room yeah and yeah we just (laughs) never went back in there the whole time until my parents came back so that yeah that just made me think of how animals and dogs in general yeah are believed to be able to sense spirits and energies Mm -hmm. and ghosts or whatever more readily than humans can. Yeah. So I looked into this just a little bit. And (laughs) one theory as to why this is, is because dogs and other animals are known to have a sixth sense. Um, And this is pretty much proven, especially when you consider that it's, like, commonly accepted that animals can be aware of, like, impending weather, natural disasters, or, like, service dogs who can be... That's true. I hadn't even thought of that. Mm -hmm. It's like... About, like, the natural disaster thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're in tune with something more bigger than we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, like kind of psychic if you think about it um especially for service dogs who alert people to like having a seizure for example before it even happens videos like the videos of that are mind-blowing where they're like leaning like nose bumping their owner to like get on Mm -hmm. the ground it's like holy crap how does he know i know it's amazing so that's I guess just boils down to their sixth sense of instinct and gut feelings that are more attuned than ours. And their senses generally are so heightened, like Mm -hmm. not so much their sight, but like their hearing and their smell. It's like, yes, exactly. So maybe that sense allows them to see ghosts or Mm -hmm. energies or whatever. But Mm -hmm. of course I don't think we'll ever know that for sure. Yeah. (laughs) But unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, but there are quite a few articles and also firsthand stories about this topic. And I wanted to share just a couple. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. If you look on YouTube, you can Mm -hmm. find a ton of videos. Oh my God, on YouTube. Um, That's got to be kind of scary. A little bit. Yeah. One of them. A little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There was one that really, yeah, was freaky. So you're gonna have to describe that one to me. Okay, <laughs> I can send it to you. Please, like, and anything in night vision camera. Oh is yeah, like that's freaky. Immediately, even the dog's off-putting. eyes look kind of scary because mm-hmm. they're reflecting back, and you're like, yeah. okay, yeah. This video are had- you the demon? Am yeah. I the demon? Who's the demon? What's wrong? Yeah. Cujo? Is it you? <laughs> there were two cats. So they oh. were like two sets of glowing eyes. <laughs> and I was like, this is scary just cats. looking at you guys. Yeah. Oh, God. The cats. No. Always the cats. Yeah. But, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. These first two anecdotes I have come from an article on The Cut called Mm. Can Pets See Ghosts? And they both come from a dog trainer whose name is Grisha Stewart, and she was interviewed for the article. Mm. And her first story comes from a time that she was called to somebody's house because their dog was acting really strangely around the Mm. basement of their home. Mm. That's and never a good sign. No, just right off the bat. Either it could be like a gas leak and that's still not right. a good sign. Yeah, no, none of that is good. And yeah, this dog was just absolutely refusing to go down there, 
even with like coaxing and working with this trainer, he just would not budge. So the final option that they went to was calling in a medium Mm. who came and cleansed the space. And after that, the dog had no problem going down there. What? (laughs) Bizarre. That's so weird. I know. Like they didn't even do anything else. They were just like, oh, bring a medium, cleanse it. And the dog's fine. Yep. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. So I don't know. That's a weird one. That is so weird. Yeah. Because, I mean, maybe that was a very brief part of the article. Maybe they checked for a gas leak. (laughs) But either way, the way she told it made it sound like this medium was the thing that made the dog feel fine. Changed it, yeah. Yeah. So very interesting. And the second story is kind of short and sweet. It's from a woman who, after her dad died, she took in her dad's dog that he left behind. And she said that every once in a while, this dog would suddenly stand up and start wagging his tail really excitedly as if he was looking at someone that had just come into the room that he was excited to see. And the woman was, you know, trying to explain it as we all do. Like maybe he saw something Something outside, but it's a nice thought that maybe it's the dad coming back to visit. and The dog is excited to see him. That's so, really nice. I love I that. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> but, Ugh. yeah, that's a good one. I should have saved that for last because this now that I'm going to tell you is not, <laughs> not I good. love it. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> hold that feeling in your heart while we go on to this next thing. Buckle up, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is where it's like just slightly – tangential but okay i remembered hearing this story pretty in depth on a podcast and Mm -hmm. i want to say it was my favorite murder but i'm not certain about that and first i need to put a trigger warning on this story oh yeah um, because it does pertain to suicide and infanticide so please skip ahead to olivia's story if you need to Okay, so (laughs) there is a bridge in Dumbarton, Scotland, that's called the Overton Bridge. And it's now nicknamed the Dog Suicide Bridge, given that since the 1950s, at least 50 dogs have died jumping off the bridge. And an estimated 200 more have jumped off but survived. So... (laughs) Really strange. So strange. Yeah. And so the area surrounding this bridge is described as lush and magical. And in a New York Times article, they referred to it as a, quote, thin place, which is a term that is believed to have been coined by the ancient Celts to refer to a mesmerizing spot where heaven and earth overlap. So right from the jump, this place has a certain aura that could either be really beautiful or, you know, also kind of eerie. (laughs) So um, this bridge leads to the driveway of an old manor, which is now known as Overton House, which given the vibe of the whole setting and the history of this home it's widely thought to be haunted by the wife of the original owner of Overton House, um, who she lived there alone in the house in grief for over 30 years after the loss of her husband. And she's now known as the white lady of Overton. Classic. (laughs) Yeah, of course, white and has been but also on the like grounds. I know, what, I was the lady in white, the white lady. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have to interject something uh-huh. funny to lighten the mood a bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I met with our, our our college friend Jeff yesterday and his uh-huh. husband, and 
they gave me a gift in black and they gave, I think, Jeff's sister the same gift just in like cheetah print. <laughs> and they're like, you know, if you like don't like this one, like you could always get the cheetah print. But I feel like and I was like, no, no, I you guys know I love black. And <laughs> Jeff goes, yeah, you are a black lady. And then we both go, wait, what? <laughs> what? He just quite. started dying laughing the second he realized what he said, because, well, if you yeah. have seen my social media, I am the least Not. melanated person to exist. Yep. So <laughs> great. I'm basically yeah. albino. So uh-huh. solid. Pretty close. <laughs> a little close. bit see-through. Pretty close. Almost. Yeah. A little, little transparent, a <laughs> little blue when it's winter. It's, it's nice. Blinds yeah. you in the sun. It's really nice. Anyway, <laughs> proceed. Anyway. Okay. Um, where did I leave off? Oh, yeah. The white lady. white lady. Yeah, the white lady. So, <laughs> How could you forget? <laughs> how could I forget? <laughs> this white lady of Overton, she's been spotted on the grounds um, by a lot of people who visit there or who walk their dogs through there, which even though this bridge is like known to be a dangerous place <laughs> for these dogs, people still take their dogs there pretty often. Like, why? Like, just yeah. take another route. Like, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> like, why risk it? I don't know. Why risk it? Maybe this place is, like, so beautiful that people are still drawn to it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But I still, guess, yeah. I wouldn't risk it. I would just go along. Go without the dog. Yeah, right. Exactly. So there was another tragic incident in this area that didn't happen until 1994, And it was when a man threw his infant son to his death over the bridge um, between the last two parapets of the bridge. And this is important. Um, He did this because he claimed that his child was the Antichrist. Whoa, what? Yeah, scary. And so this father, he then tried to kill himself in the exact same place that he had thrown his son over, but he was stopped by his wife who was there and witnessed the whole thing, um, which is just unbelievably tragic. Yeah. And when was this? Did you say the 90s? Yeah. 1994. Aye. Yeah. So the, yeah. The location that that took place is important because the dogs that have been witnessed jumping off this bridge have Mm -hmm. all jumped from the point where this baby was thrown over. What? So, (laughs) I I don't know. Wait, Um, do we know what happened to the guy who threw the baby? Like, did he get a psych eval? (laughs) Yeah, let me pull it up. Um... Cause, yeah, I'm yes. so curious. He did. Let me see if I can find it quickly. Yeah. If not, we can come back to it. But oh my yeah. god, that's just awful. Oh, yeah. Okay, wait. So the the to- so the dogs didn't start jumping until after this happened. No. So they started jumping in the 1950s, which is okay. another important detail that I'll get to in a second. Okay. But it's still just so weird that now the ones that have been watched jumping Mm -hmm. have all gone to that same spot. Yeah. Well, it's almost like there's something, some energy there. Mm -hmm. And then the father of the alleged Antichrist was compelled to, we'll say, lay the child to rest there Mm -hmm. in the most violent and horrifying way. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that like almost like fed the the mm-hmm. monster, you know, like doesn't yeah. that kind of give you that vibe? Yes. Yeah, it does. And so, yes, this father was charged with murder, um, but he was, let's see, by reason of insanity, um, committed to a psychiatric hospital. Mm. so yeah I don't know what he's doing now but yeah he was um at least you know given help at that time yeah punished somehow yeah um but 
Yeah. So there's this researcher named Paul Owens who teaches religion and philosophy in Scotland. And he's been researching this for 11 years. And he is absolutely convinced that this is a paranormal activity. Um, But of course, there are a lot of things that people or skeptics, shall we say, have tried to explain Mm -hmm. this with. And one of them is that in the 1950s, for whatever reason, minks were introduced to this area. Weird. Yeah. And they live underneath the bridge. And mm. so they think so they're, these... they're trolls. <laughs> yeah, basically. they are trolls now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're no longer the troll. Oh, got to be the troll toll. Yeah. <laughs> so... They think that the dogs are just like driven wild by the smell of these minks. And uh-huh. that, I guess, they have this theory because they've ran tests with scents of different kinds of rodents to mm. see which do- like which ones the dogs would react to most strongly. Mm. And they always went for the mink smell. So... Mm. I think it is like a very, I guess, intoxicating odor for them. Yeah. But why are they jumping off in the same place? Like I, that doesn't explain yeah. to me. But wait, they're cute, dude. The little minks. They're really cute. I just had to look it up because I wasn't sure when you uh-huh. said rodent. I was picturing some kind of cat, but they're oh. adorable. <laughs> Let me look them up. They're like a. Oh, They're yeah. like an otter-looking, the <laughs> yeah, like ottery-looking weasel rodent. Oh, oh my god, their little yeah. faces, dude. They've got really cute little faces. <laughs> Those little noses. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. Yeah, they're so cute. Wow, that just seems like okay. Then wouldn't we have a ton of suicide bridges then? Dog yeah. suicide bridges, like exactly. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really track. Yeah, because that can't be the only bridge or place where minks live. <laughs> that right. dogs yeah, no way. interact with them. Frequent, yeah. Yeah. In a place that's dangerous. I'm sure there are right. many. Yeah. So also why do they congregate under the bridge, dude? Like what I kind know. of weird little minxy <laughs> gaming things mm-hmm. are they doing down there? Yeah. I don't know what would make that their ideal little mink environment but (laughs) i don't know it's a weird thing and i don't i don't know it seems like there's a lot that could play into it yeah including the minks but yeah i don't know it's just bizarre so weird oh don't like that i don't think dogs are suicidal so no that is not a good explanation no um and the last one was that there's also like a tapered edge to the bridge. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for them, maybe with their vision that we know is not, you know, well, it's sharp vision, but they don't yeah, see in but it's color. Not super colored. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they can't tell that they're going over an yeah. edge, but the yeah. wall, it's still a wall of on the edge of the bridge so they'd still have right. to jump up jump over so weird yeah i don't I know i want to see photos of the bridge because like how high up do they have to jump because if they had to jump you know because like i feel like if it's a really high wall they'd have to jump up and then jump off if it was a mm-hmm. short wall they could leap over thinking there was ground on the other side Yes. But me... just like since when do dogs do that though? Like dogs don't yeah. just like blindly leap into things. Like <laughs> no. They're I think they have a pretty yeah, they have a yeah. good understanding of their surroundings usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that, dude. And like, come on, don't prey on the dogs. I know. I know. And no people have committed suicide there. So well, weird. At least not that they mentioned in the article. But Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking at these walls. The walls are, yeah, they would have to jump pretty high first to get off. So I don't know. 
We'll post a photo. I hate that. Yeah. You be the judge. You be the judge, dear (laughs) listener. Yeah. Um, So, sorry that's depressing. But. Okay, well, it's actually a great topic because my haunted house story has Mm -hmm. a lot of dog involvement, which you know. Mm, Um, I'll start with a light one, though. That's not my main story, but just one I wanted that just reminded me um, when you were talking about the story about the woman who inherited the the deceased father's dog and then Mm -hmm. the dog would get all excited. So when I was little, we had a we got a little Vichon named Sugar. She's this little like white fluffy cutie pie. We got her. Don't come at me. We bought her at a pet store (laughs) because we were trying to. So my brother's really allergic to dogs. And at that time, doodles like weren't really a thing yet. And so we Mm -hmm. had to find a breed that would would work for his allergies. It would be hypoallergenic. And we had also had a black lap before that. So really big dog. And my mom was like, I do not want a big dog again. Like if we're getting mm-hmm. a dog, we're getting something small. Has to be hypoallergenic. Great, we'll get a be shot. So we tried to go through a breeder. There was like a health issue. Like the dog had some sort of like blindness, I think, in one hmm. eye. And so we had to kind of pull out of that, unfortunately. And my mom was like, okay, Hail Mary. I'm calling the pet store at the local mall and just mm-hmm. to see. And she was like, do yeah. you by any chance in hell have a uh-huh. Bichon? And they're like, actually, yeah, we have one. Wow. And she was like, great. Will you hold it for me? Can we take it if we like it? And they were like, yep. So mm-hmm. we went and got sugar. And sugar was like, sugar came into our lives when my parents were like in the middle of, I think they were either going through their divorce or were just through the divorce. Anyway, she just like brought so much like light and love and joy into our house mm-hmm. and at a, a difficult time. And so, um, Anyway, she loved her crate. She was like <laughs> adamant about sleeping in her crate. She like some dogs are like, "Please let me sleep on the bed." Yeah. She like if you tried to get her sleep to sleep with you, she would leave. Like she would <laughs> leave and get in her crate. She just loved it. It was like comfort. Mm-hmm. It was like her little home. Aww. And she was kind of big for the crate. Like she we got her bigger crates, but she liked small ones. I think she mm-hmm. liked to feel kind of tight in there. Yeah, cozy. And my guess is she came from like a puppy mill. So she probably mm. was used to that you know, small kind of cramped spaces, which is really sad when you think about it, but she lived a very long and happy life with us. Um, yes. But she um, would shake, like, you know, just like wake up or whatever and shake kind of hard in her crate and her little metal, like the little metal, like heart with her name on it, mm-hmm. on her collar would bang on the plastic of the sides of the crate. And mm-hmm. it was this really distinct sound. Like, I, yeah. I can't, I'm trying to like conjure it in my mind right now. And I can't like, it's, it's so, I kind of can't like, it's a very specific sound. Mm -hmm. And there would be times she passed away in 2015. And there were probably for the next like five years when I was home, especially if I was home alone, Mm -hmm. I would hear that noise coming from the kitchen where her crate used to be. And it would like, there was never a feeling of like, oh shit, what was that? Like, it was Mm -hmm. always just like, oh, hey, Shug, like, just so (laughs) sweet. And her, the sound, she was a bigger dog. I I doubt she was 100% Bichon because she Mm was from a puppy mill. She probably had some like poodle or something else in her. Mm -hmm. She definitely was hypoallergenic, but um, she was kind of big. And so- Mm -hmm. Her footfalls were pretty heavy, especially <laughs> as she got older and her Big little girl. nails would like click, 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 click on the uh-huh. hardwood floors. And so even Romeo, who's the a smaller Bichon we have now, he's not, he doesn't have the same sound. Like I can recognize t- his steps, but yeah. sugars were also very distinct and I would hear those sometimes too. Mm-hmm. So I'd hear like click, 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 click. And then I yeah. hear that like clanging on the crate mm-hmm. sound it's just so like heartwarming and sweet to like yeah. think of her just like kicking it still uh-huh. around yeah um, and when <clears throat> when she passed we we actually did have to have to um proactively put her down unfortunately but mm-hmm. we had a mobile vet come um and so she she um went to her eternal reward, like in the sunshine, <laughs> eating whipped cream out of my mom's hands. Oh. <laughs> she lit, like she like yeah. came and went in the best possible way. But oh. um, Romeo, who like, you know, he whines and stuff, but he's, 
not he was never like I don't know. He like bugged sugar more than anything. They weren't like yeah. homies. Yeah. Um, he like boohoo sobbed for like 20 Aww. minutes after she was gone. The vet was like, let him smell her. So he knows that she's Aww. deceased. <laughs> yeah. And he like went to the other side of the backyard and sat next to my mom. And like, she said he like boohoo cried, mm. like made the boohoo sound. Like yeah. he sounded like a person. I was like, what the fuck, dude? That is heartbreaking. Yeah. And he would kind of look around for her for a while. And I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe he senses her here too. But, Mm -hmm. and I don't, I haven't heard it in a really long time, to be honest, but probably a couple of years. But it's very heartwarming to hear Mm -hmm. her little click, click, click. Little sounds. Yeah. Her little chunky, chunky walk in her (laughs) clanging uh, collar. Yeah. So it's very sweet. Sugar. So, sweet girl. <clears throat> sweet girl. So, on <laughs> to the scarier stuff. Um, okay, so this is actually a story of my parents. Um, so, mm-hmm. their first house, I'm not going to say exactly where it was, but it's in San Mateo in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll get a little bit into like the history of San Mateo and the Bay Area just generally with like what possibly could this energy be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I digress. Um, so I want to preface this by saying both of my parents are absolutely like not the type to indulge mm-hmm. woo-woo things. Like yeah. that, like if you're like, I think it's haunted, they're both yeah. super likely to downplay it. Right. And so Most it's funny skeptical. because it's super skeptical. And I think they both have like my mom was raised Catholic. Um, my dad, I think, was raised some kind of Christian, I don't know, like maybe non-denominational, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> neither are super religious now. They do have like, they get spooked by things, like especially like demons and like exorcisms and stuff. But they're, like I said, like their own experience, they're way more likely to try and logic something away, which mm-hmm. they definitely tried to do with this house. But so what's yeah. interesting is I have heard the, these stories growing up and mainly from my mom. And so both of them obviously know we have the podcast and we're like, oh, you should tell the, the stories about the, the San Mateo house. And I was like, okay. And so I like talked to my dad about it and I was like, I want to hear it like from, from you. Like mm-hmm. I told them both to retell me this story. And I thought for sure what either they were going to be totally different stories or like, one was going to be like, ah, I don't know that it was like haunted, haunted, Mm -hmm. you know, like I was expecting one of them to be like, oh no, we were just being dramatic. No, their stories match (laughs) to a T except for for one detail about timing, which I'll explain Mm -hmm. in a second. But it like gave me chills as my dad was telling me the story because he Mm -hmm. was like, this this is how it happened like this is how it happened and it's exactly how my mom recalls it so Mm -hmm. it's like it's just really creepy so with that let's hear it it. okay so so this is the timing thing that there's some conflict my mom thinks that this happened like one of their first nights in the house my dad thinks it happened like a couple months in either Mm -hmm. way they were in the house for a pretty relatively short period of time and this happened so they wake up in the morning and they can hear water running and they both Mm -hmm. look at each other and they're like can you hear that yeah can you hear that yeah what is that Mm-hmm. Did you get up in the night? Did you leave the faucet on in the bathroom? Like, what is that? What is that noise of running water? So they're like, okay, we'll get up and investigate. So they start looking through the house and everything's turned off except for um, <clears throat> in the, it sounds like the the water running is coming from the garage. And so um, my dad goes down into the garage and they had one of those big like utility sinks with mm-hmm. the two screws, like the the faucets yeah. that you have to like crank to turn on, yeah. mm-hmm. both were on full blast, like the hot and the cold cranked on all the way. And so he's like, okay, that's creepy. <laughs> yes. So he turns them off and he's like, of course, their first thing is like, someone broke in the house. Like why mm-hmm. someone would go to turn this on, I don't know, other than like maybe to lure them out there, but Creep. like weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay. So he's like checking the whole house, like making sure everything's locked, that everything's locked. There's no sign of forced entry. Like no one was in the house. And so mm-hmm. they were like, 
okay, well, that's weird, but who knows? Maybe it was running and we just missed it. Whatever. They were like, we'll just, it's yeah. fine. Brush it off. So <clears throat> brush it off. Forget about it. So another thing to do with the garage, this was a little detail that they both actually just told me for the first time is in the garage, I guess there was this like little they call, both called it a little door. And my dad's like 6'3". <laughs> so I'm like, it has to be little, like narrow, uh-huh. I would guess, and not like short. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be really funny to watch uh-huh. him go in and out of it. <laughs> like a little which is possible. Door. Yeah, literally. Yeah. He'd have to like duck down. Um, but there's this door to this like, it wasn't quite a, well, it kind of was a crawl space. I think it went sort of under the house, but basically he had this like workbench set up in there because hmm. I think they needed room in the rest of the garage for other stuff. And so his like tools and stuff were all in this little like weird cubby room. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and both of them were like, that place gave us the freaking creeps. Like, because <laughs> you could see kind of under the house, I think, and it was like unfinished, Ooh. like, uh-huh dirt flooring and stuff so it was just like creepy as shit and my mom yeah and my dad was like yeah it was creepy but I just assumed it was like well of course it's creepy it's like a dark dank little like hole in the wall (laughs) but my mom my mom said you know kind of the same thing but she was like I just got a weird feeling in Mm -hmm. there but she was like but then again I got a weird feeling in the rest of the house too so (laughs) moving up into the main part of the house there would be these like cold spots, but which is common in older homes, Mm -hmm. but they would move. So like, Mm -hmm. it would be like, oh, like walking past the stairway and be like, oh, burr, it's cold Mm -hmm. right there. And then she'd go back through that same spot two minutes later, and it was the same temperature as the rest of the house. And then it would be in the family room and then in the living room and in the dining room, it would like move around the house. And they both, Mm -hmm. I think, felt that. Um, in the um in the dining room too so they had a their dining room window faced their next door neighbors so I think it was just like either grass and then the next door neighbor's house or like maybe a low fence but it was like Mm -hmm. they could kind of see the neighbors I think but it wasn't super close yeah um, because these are like ranch style homes I think for the most part So my mom always said, because they do their entertaining in the dining room, and my mom said she always felt so creeped out like she was being watched whenever she was Hmm. in that room. And she got the sense that it was like she was being watched from outside, which is weird because they knew, (laughs) yeah, yeah, because they knew their neighbors. And so, Mm -hmm. but that's the only thing that made sense to her. Like, there's no one in the house. Why, how could I possibly be being watched? So she was super creeped out by that. And then- the dog is probably one of the the creepiest things. So at that time we had a black lab, Brooklyn, who I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Speaking of dogs, let me let my. I was just going to say, I hear Romeo out there. Oh, come on. Come on. (laughs) Okay, sit in your bed. If you want to be in here, sit. Okay, good boy. Stay. A little need. He's just looking at me, and we should post a photo of him on mm-hmm. on our Instagram. Romeo, <laughs> <laughs> he whipped his little head around and like squinty <laughs> glared at me. Okay, dramatic. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to Brooklyn. So Brooklyn was our big, sweet, sweet, sweet black lab. He must have had like Great Dane in him or something because he was huge like <laughs> huge like yeah. a small horse big he uh-huh. was huge wow so which was great because at the time I think at this point so when they first moved into the house this was long before I was born but before my brother was born as well and I think mm-hmm. my mom got pregnant and had Jordan while they lived in that house mm-hmm. um and so there was a time when it was just my mom, my dad, and our dog, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice because at that time, my dad was traveling a lot. Like, I think he, I don't know how much he was away, but I know he was traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. I would guess probably like 50% of the time. Wow. So when he was gone, it was nice because Brooklyn would be there to keep my mom company and like, you know, kind of guard dog kind of vibe. So yeah. um, there was a time when my dad was away and I think there were sort of multiple instances like this but the one that like really stuck in my mom's head was she was getting ready for bed and 
Yeah, this was definitely before Jordan was born. So she was getting ready for bed and she was going to take Brooklyn to go upstairs to sleep in the bedroom with her. She didn't mm-hmm. sleep up there by herself. And Brooklyn halts at the bottom of the stairs and is staring at something at the top of the stairs. Now, mind mm-hmm. you, she's not walking up the stairs yet. She's like about to go and he's yeah. staring. And when she starts walking, he starts barking his head off at something mm-hmm. at the top of the stairs. And she's like, oh my God, Brooklyn, like, stop, stop. And of course, again, her first thing is like, fuck, somebody's in the house. Mm -hmm. And so she's totally freaked out. And she's like, I'm not going up there alone. So she's like, okay, I'm going to get his favorite treat, which is bologna. That dog would do (laughs) anything terrible (laughs) crimes for bologna. Like he loved bologna. Uh So she's trying to, she's trying everything. She's trying treats. She's trying bologna. He just will not come and he will, he's Mm. locking eyes at this spot at the top of the stairs. So eventually she's like, okay, well I'm I'm not sleeping up there alone. (laughs) She basically grabs him and like drags him up the stairs the entire time. He's looking at the same spot. Even as he's passing by it, looking at it, Mm. they go to bed everything's fine. Nothing else happens. But she's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck was yeah. that? Like, that is so creepy. Yeah. So scary. So she had, I think, a friend over shortly after the first water incident. And I mean, I think it's relatively well known that like spirits play with water. That's not an uncommon mm-hmm. experience. Or just like with the elements generally. So there was more stuff with water that kind of resurfaced. And it's hmm. something that could be explained away, but it's kind of hard to just based on how many people they had at the house to look at the issue. So whenever it would rain, the roof leaked and hmm. they had somebody come out and check everything. Like when it was mm-hmm. raining, when it wasn't raining, it was checked repeatedly Every single person, the roofers, the plumbers, they were like, no, it should be fine. We don't know where the water's coming from. Hmm. So water was pouring in the house and they didn't know where it was coming from. And at one point now, this was what, yeah, I know. This was once, even just as like a homeowner generally, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like what a pain. Uh So I think at this point, my dad was away on business and my mom was home with Jordan and she was holding Jordan and flipped the light switch on and water was pouring out of the light fixture onto the floor. There was like water all over the floor and she just flipped on the light switch holding an infant baby. Like she was like, yeah, that's it. We're getting the fuck out of here. I think think she's, she's recounted calling my dad and be like, being like, we have to move out of this house. Like I'm done. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So they moved out of the house, I think, relatively shortly thereafter. Um, and like there were she said that 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 um, light fixture incident was like the the last straw for her, obviously, because it's what you know, her mind was made up like we're moving out of this house. But even mm-hmm. before that, she said there was so much water that like the ceilings were cracking. Oh. So it was like it was a lot of water, which makes mm-hmm. it really hard to believe that like plumbers and roofers couldn't find Could miss the it. problem. Yeah, it's like, what? Yeah. So, and you'd think that they'd want to find a problem so they could charge them for fixing it. You know, it's like, that doesn't make a ton Mm. of logic. There's not a lot of logic there. So, super weird. So, they moved out. Couple weird things that they realized after they moved out. So, one is the previous owners only lived there for like a year, maybe a year and a half. They also Hmm. had a small baby. Like an infant. Oh, weird. So kind of weird. And I think Mm -hmm. at one point when my mom tried to look into the ownership history, there was kind of a pattern of that, of like people Mm -hmm. moving into the house and then moving out very shortly thereafter, which is like Mm -hmm. pretty common with houses that are reported to be haunted or thought to be haunted. Um, And then the last thing is, and I did some research on this. So all throughout the San Francisco Bay Area, there are shell mounds, which are, mm. um, I want to say they're of the Ohlone people. Yeah. The Ohlone's main population center was in an area that's now known as Crystal Springs Reservoir or San Mateo Creek, which mm. if you're familiar with the area, great. If not, it's basically like a strip of cities, like north to south, San Mateo, Belmont, Burlingame, Hillsboro. Actually, that's south to north. Um, but it's literally like that whole area was Ohlone land. And so yeah. 
back in like the, I think, 18, yeah, 1889, the first, and this is what they called them at the time, ancient Indian shell mounds were literally Native American burial grounds, Mm -hmm. um, were found in the, in San Mateo County, somewhere in San Mateo. Um, And some are around uh, a a part of the downtown that is extremely close to where this house Mm -hmm. was, like, very close. Interesting. And to the point where like there was a lot of rebuilding that was done in the 90s and early 2000s in that area from San Mateo through Burlingame and a lot of the older buildings if they had to be like raised and then rebuilt they were they they started doing all this like historical research on them and they found way more shell mounds. They found like hmm. bones and stuff. They they found all of this stuff from hmm burial grounds and so it is highly probable yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that house, yeah, which makes it's... a lot of sense as to why that basement area was creepy as shit yeah it's like it's closest to the yeah yeah and i mean who knows like who knows how deep below that right yeah it could, could have been, been buried yeah uh, <laughs> could have yeah. been right on top of them Right. So creepy. Like some real poltergeist shit. So very glad they didn't stick around to see what happened. I also, Mm -hmm. I wish that, well, I don't actually wish this on him, but (laughs) to a degree, I kind of wish that my brother had been older during that time because Um. one, so he could remember, but two, because I think they moved out when he was maybe around two, I would guess one and a half or two. Mm -hmm. Um, I, yeah, so one that he could remember, and two, even so that my parents could witness him interacting with whatever this thing was. Right. But, like, I don't know. I, and, and actually, now that I'm saying it aloud, I'm really glad that he didn't because yeah. if it freaked Brooklyn out that much, there's no way that thing was, like, well-intentioned. Right. Might have been spiteful or... Yeah. And because like, Brooklyn was a sweet rest. dog. Like, he was, right. he was loyal, but he was dumb as rocks so like (laughs) no way would he be like barking his head off I feel Um, like I don't think he would have been like that so yeah anyway Hmm. creepy whoa very creepy yeah so that's it that's the haunted house and it's funny because like my parents both refer to it as the house on the street uh-huh. or the haunted house, the haunted house. <laughs> yeah oh yeah back it's... when we lived in the haunted house uh-huh. like, wow. lol i'm pissed i missed this oh, i wasn't God. even born you, yet though? would you <laughs> yes like, have grown up in that house maybe Get not grown up out? in it but uh, but i just maybe my love for for these things stems from the fact that i haven't had any like scary encounters mm-hmm. but well, that's actually not true. Yeah. Now I have, but not as a child. I didn't uh-huh. as a child, I don't yeah. think. Right. That's so wild. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, I, I haven't even told either of them. Actually, they'll probably hear it for the first time on the podcast. I haven't uh-huh. told either of them that I did some research into the burial ground thing. I told them uh-huh. that like my mom told me she thought it was a possibility based on one of her friends who like knew mm-hmm. the area historically. And then I told my dad it might be a possibility. He was like, ugh. <laughs> so, <laughs> they'll probably hear it for the first time confirmed through the yeah. pod. Well, so, surprise, dad. <laughs> confirmation. Oh, yeah. Boy. It's yeah. kind of nice to have an explanation in a way. Yeah. Although- and also that, I don't know. I mean, or it's hard because I think, yeah, I think like, yeah, potential explanation for sure. But I think too, like, I, I don't, like, do we think that, do we think that like indigenous burial grounds, like those spirits are inherently angry? Right. Uh, that's the assumption. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. would be valid. Yeah, like, yeah, right. you should be angry. Yeah. You stole your land. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and are like desecrating your grave yeah but at the same time right. it's like well that's kind of also not a fair assumption that like we're blaming their spirits for our mm-hmm. weird like, encounters yeah right you know yeah. i don't know i don't like to think of them as angry although yeah, yeah like you said it could be justified but maybe it's just mm-hmm. such unrest like yeah that's that true. history is so 
tragic and violent. Yeah, having your grave desecrated is never a good thing. No. When you may have died in a not so great way. Yeah. Um, oh, I yeah, don't know. That's very true. Yeah, because the I was trying to see. Um, I'm trying to see. So a man named Jerome Hamilton, he was the one who found the first shell mound in San Mateo in 89, in 1889. In mm-hmm. 1936, he detailed everything that he discovered, heard, and recorded about prehistoric sites. Hamilton mapped and described 31 shell mounds in San Mateo. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then he details like more specifically this neighborhood that that I've been talking about. Um, wow. And so, That's- like, even yeah, even as recently as uh, 2018, I think when this article was written, the San Mateo mm-hmm. Planning Division engaged, um, b- like, I think the the company that now owns those records from Hamilton to determine mm-hmm. if archaeological resources existed on around or under this site they were looking to to rebuild um Mm. and so it's the thing that's tricky though is like so they they actually ended up subsurface testing with these like geo probes um Mm. and it says eight of them were completed eight feet below the surface and six of those eight found prehistoric and historical archaeological resources and potential cultural deposits some of it intact some of it disturbed or displaced over the course of over a hundred years of development which is kind of incredible because I mean, some of that, that may still be actually under development. um, And I'm sure there will be more articles because this is 2019. So I'm sure there have been more Mm. articles written since then about what exists there. Um, But they think American materials probably exist there, like almost certainly. But it's like, do bodies exist there is kind Mm -hmm. of the question mark. And I don't know that they would publicize that even if they found it. Yeah, maybe not because people would be uneasy about that. Really freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. But then Uh, I almost feel like at the same time, they have like a responsibility to the public to share that kind of information. mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Just so people are aware. Yeah. That we're like stomping all over. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right. There's, yeah, like there's a park in Denver that's one of the bigger Mm -hmm. parks in town that is on top of the original cemetery from like the very early ages of when Denver was being settled. And they think that all the bodies have been moved. (laughs) But how do you know? Come on. (laughs) I know. How do you know? We're like 70% sure. There are probably some bodies though. Yeah. They so they don't advertise that, but there is a sign about it, which is how I know. <laughs> so it oh. just seems like people should know the history. Yeah, dude. Yeah, if you live in Denver, read your <laughs> read your local signage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I did have an experience in that park, but oh my god, tell us. Could, okay, <laughs> it was very brief. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> it was really brief, and it was just uh like cold spot but it was summertime I was riding my bike through there and it was like it was nighttime and there was yeah just I went through this very freezing cold spot and I was like right by this stand of trees and Mm. I just felt very certain that there was something there yeah wasn't just a person hanging out (laughs) it was like something else yeah um yeah i don't know interesting not one of the more like convincing experiences i've had but just yeah you know well another thing i don't know i mean knowing you i trust your intuition i can see why a stranger wouldn't necessarily at least not in a vacuum but like yeah yo if you feel it i i believe it (laughs) I appreciate that. I'm powerful. Did you yell, no, you? thank you. <laughs> yes, you are. Did you yell, no, no, thank you. I should have. I did not. You should have. You messed you up. Yeah. <laughs> so I followed you home. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm totally God. kidding. I, <laughs> I can't make jokes like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, 
I can just say no thank you every day for the rest no, of my life. You. And hopefully they'll be gone. So funny. Dude, I yeah. honestly think we should post photos of this little lazy lump. Rascal. He is giving me on your screen. <laughs> such a side eye, dude. Oh, look at him. Look at this though. side eye he just <laughs> gave me. Full glare. He that's is, going that's going yeah. on this post. He um, put him next to side eye Chloe. Oh my god, twins. yes. I love little that. Teeth, I it's use so that funny. all the time. That GIF or GIF or whatever. So good. It's whatever GIF it according is. to the creator of GIF. Oh, okay. Thank you. Which I is dumb though sound because like an idiot. graphic <laughs> is a good sound. So yeah. it should be GIF. Hmm. Well. G- GIF. Whatever. <laughs> GIF. You know? <laughs> yep. That sounds right. You know? Yep. That's the correct pronunciation. Um, well, shit. Well, our next episode will be in the new year. Oh, man. 2022. Yeah. That's weird. It feels, it feels like a nice even number. I'm all for that. Yeah. Although, so it was 2020 and that kind of. Yeah. I know. Us, so. <laughs> I have no, I have no, I don't say that to say like, this is going to be my year. Cause yeah. like, no, it's not. <laughs> but I just like the sound of the number. I think yeah. if, even if it all goes to hell in a handbasket, I'll enjoy writing the date. Uh-huh. Yes. You know, the 22. Be nice. Uh-huh. Silver lining. It's going to be nice good. to have repeating numbers. Yeah. And the first day of the year will be one, one, two, two. That just like really satisfies my uh-huh. OCD in like a nice, a nice way. Uh huh. That hits yeah. the spot, you know. <laughs> I can get behind that. And Feb two will be two 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 two. Oh, boy. imagine, imagine having having having, imagine <laughs> having your twenty second birthday on yeah. Feb two twenty twenty two. There has to be many people with that, or. Yeah, wait, did you say two or 22? Because what if it was two, 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 two? February 22. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Wait, yeah, that's even better. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. What was I thinking? Missed opportunity. I stole I it right God. from underneath oh you. Steal my thunder, honestly, <laughs> it's yours. I can't take this burden. <laughs> You know, I can't have all the punchlines, you know? I know. Sometimes I gotta... You're, yeah, you're smarter, so it's fine. <laughs> that is not true. That's <laughs> kind of true, but it's fine. It's fine. You're crazy. Oh, God. You're crazy. Uh, well, happy New Year, everyone. Thank yes. you for tuning in. Um, follow us on social at Girls Gone Spooky. hmm And what else? Email. Yes. Girls Gone Spooky at Gmail with your stories about anything ghostly please. or inexplicable in your life. Please. Yeah. UFOs. I like houses. we will. Yeah. Haunted houses. Pet stories. If your pet mm-hmm. saw some shit, you, we yeah. know your pets have seen some shit. So yeah. tell yeah. your pets to write us. <laughs> Just kidding. But would love to hear but, from I them. Mean, you know those dogs that have those like buttons that are like uh-huh. outside. Yeah. Like, oh, I shouldn't say that so loud in front of Romeo. Oh, He's yeah. gonna be like, "What? C O K K I E?" Um, it'd be like that with, with the dog telling a ghost story. <laughs> Scared. <Go>. Scared. <laughs> Bark. <laughs> Shadow. Hold. Must protect. Woman. <laughs> exactly. You know what else I find funny is when people spell out words and then the dog recognizes you spelling it out. Yeah. Like W A L K. Yeah. They're going to learn he didn't that lift eventually. Because he's asleep, but usually mm-hmm. he's like, What? <laughs> They're so smart. What did you say? I know. Yeah. Or smart about certain things, I guess. Yeah, they're kind of dumb about a lot. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like but, they're dumb about like things that are so cute and endearing. Yeah. But when it comes to their routine, 
it's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm on a schedule. So <laughs> TikTok motherfucker, yeah. take me for my W-A-L-K. <laughs> Uh, exactly. I'll just give Romeo an alphabet of buttons <laughs> and see what he does. Probably spell out der, 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 der. That's yeah. what I imagine he's thinking. Derp, derp. Am I breathing? Derp, oh, derp. Remember to inhale and inhale, exhale. Exhale. <laughs> Is my heart beating? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. How would I know if it's not? <laughs> oh God! Panic. <laughs> it's okay, Romeo. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, wow. I went yeah. on a big tangent there. Uh, but thank you for tuning in if you if you're still listening. Yeah. Even. Um <laughs> stay spooky and we'll stay see spooky. you in 2022. Yes, happy new year. Stay spooky. Happy new year.